Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Karen Pergen. I'll be your host. We continue our series on missional strategy for the church in today's culture. We have with us today Phil Young. He is the Director of Missions of the Knox County Baptist Association in Knoxville, Tennessee. Phil, thank you for being with us and, and uh, being during this whole time, this whole series. It's been a great series, so thank you for just hanging in there with me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Well, Phil, uh, help me to just kind of recap the first e- three E's that we've dealt with. Absolutely, Kevin. We, you know, as we look at the culture that we're in today, we see some pretty significant shifts taking place. And as we have had somewhat of a luxury in North America for the last several decades of of the church being the center of the community, being the center of focus, really, we're finding that that has changed Mm. drastically. And as we have always been very supportive and encouraging of missionaries going to another country and, and using missiological principles to help connect people with Christ there, what we're finding is that we need to use those right here at home. So our strategy is built upon those missiological principles. And the first one is that we believe it's important for us to be empowered by His Spirit. We clarify that that's not a strategy step, but it is the starting point. To be empowered by God's Spirit as we go about exploring the community around us, finding out who's there, encountering the people, finding different what their needs are and different ways to meet those needs so that we can then make sure that we equip the church to ultimately engage with the gospel. So we talked about first of all the empowering, being empowered by this by His Spirit, by God's Spirit, and then exploring the community. That's right, and then we move into encountering the people. Yes, and to, so today we want to really talk about equipping the church. That's right. You know, as we begin to go about this missiological strategy, we can't just assume that we know what to do or how to go about it. So it's important for the church, the people of God, to be equipped to be living out His mission. One of the ways that we think that that's important is for people to uh, to begin to open their, their hearts and their minds up, maybe to some things that they've not been willing to, to embrace before, but just how do we develop situations? How do we help train people and equip them to engage in gospel conversations? Mm-hmm. Our culture's not as open as it used to be for us to come knock on someone's door, have them open that door, be able to go in, sit down and share with them a gospel presentation. Right. People are a lot more cautious about that. They're not as willing to open their doors. Mm-hmm. A lot of our gated communities, you can't even get in. So we're learning how to have gospel conversations in the everyday patterns of our life. How do we take a normal conversation and look for an opportunity as we allow that person to share with us their fears, their concerns, whatever's going on in their life? And how do we take that and begin to weave our faith story into that and have what's called a gospel conversation? We think it's important for God's people to be equipped into into having those conversations in the normal patterns of life. Another area is in disciple making. We're very well-educated people as the church. We have a lot of biblical education. But maybe one of the areas where we've not been as effective in recent decades is in the area of discipleship, disciple making. We're actually taking what we learn in Scripture and finding ways to live that out, to actually apply it. So we want the church to be equipped. And how do you develop some structures and systems in your church that can really disciple people? Go beyond just the education. 
but disciple them in how to live out what they know and believe and what God's Word says so that they in turn then can help disciple others. We're trying to help the church be equipped in, in how you know what worship means in our culture today mm-hmm. with a lot of different shifts in styles of worship. How do we make sure that we don't become captive to the different styles, but that we maintain a true sense and spirit of worship? Certainly engaging people in those opportunities in different ways, but how do we make sure that we're still keeping the very heart of worship in the middle of that? And then also areas such as just community building. How do we go about community building? How do we equip God's people to live in community with one another and to actually live out the biblical one another's that, that are a part of developing community and those are relationships that are so important? One of the things, Kevin, that we've found is so important in the equipping stage today is what has been termed hospitality evangelism. Mm-hmm. We've talked recently on these podcasts about how important it is to find ways to connect with people, especially mm-hmm. in a pandemic environment. But as we do, one of the things that we're finding is that hospitality has almost become a lost art in our culture today. We live in homes where we uh, open the door of, of our garage with an electric opener. We drive in, we close it, and we don't see anybody until the next day comes. Yeah. But hospitality evangelism is saying, you know what? I'm going to open my home. I'm going to open my life. If they're not going to come to our church buildings, but would they come next door and grill out some hamburgers? Would they stand outside in the driveway and and have a conversation during this pandemic? Are there some ways that we can open up our homes and our lives in a manner of hospitality that helps open up the opportunity for us to have a gospel conversation? So pastors are um, asking their congregation to actually do more than just uh, begin to talk to someone and build a relationship, which you need to do that, but go a step further than... Uh, actually be, be, begin to disciple people, uh, begin to be more intentional. Uh, discipleship, I think that can be, uh, you know, people within a church can be intimidated by that, but it's it's really not difficult. Uh, you're basically sharing uh, your, your own experiences and your own understanding. And, and the great thing about it is people just don't, and, and we're t- talking to the choir here, people just don't understand that they can grow so much deeper in a relationship with God when they're discipling, when they're teaching, when they're really engaged and, and be able to share that with other people uh, because they're, they're gaining understanding of God. And that's exciting. And it's hard for them to catch that unless they experience it. It really is. And let's, let's face it. We've just come through, what, several months now, six, mm-hmm. seven months right. of not being able to gather the way we normally did and have the Bible taught to us. But we've had a lot more time with our own families in our homes, mm-hmm. or maybe maybe with a next door neighbor, right. or maybe with a coworker. And when we've not been able to take them to our church, if they would have gone in the first place, right. we have had an opportunity. If we if we can open ourselves up to be discipled, now we have an opportunity to disciple our own families, mm-hmm. to disciple our neighbors, to disciple our coworkers. Maybe when we can't go to our buildings, but we've been in a culture for a long time where they won't go to our buildings. And we're seeing now how important it is for us to have those good discipleship principles in our own lives so that we can invest that into the lives of others. Do you think this, and that's just a little off the topic here, do you think that we are going to potentially see a shift in which, uh, and I think you're really talking about this, is that we'll do less meeting in churches and more like, uh, we use the term cell groups, home groups, whatever, but more intimate, smaller groups of discipleship going on in homes around the country in the future. 
Let me just go on the record and say I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really do. But but here are, here's where I want to be real clear about that. I mm-hmm. think I think in North America in our culture we're we're always going to to have this need. We're always going to have a very good impact of what I'm going to refer to as the established church in the community. We don't need to be looking at at a replacement for that, but I certainly think we need to be looking at a complement to that. Mm-hmm. Because we're, as we had a time in our culture, in our past, in our history, to where we could literally almost open the church doors, and if we had a good program, so to speak, or uh, had a good reputation in the community, people would come. Sure. That's just not taking place any longer. People aren't feeling the, the need for that. They're not feeling any social pressure for that today. And so the fact that they're just not coming to our buildings, I think we need to look at a complement to the established local church in the community where people can meet in their homes. They can meet in smaller groups because people who are not connected with the church on a regular basis mm. are much more comfortable coming to, to an environment like that where they know one or two people. And once we can begin to share our faith journey with them, share life with them, lead them into a relationship with Christ, then we begin to see the church you know, branching out beyond the walls of its building mm-hmm. and reaching people that probably would never walk into our church buildings. How By using this... By equipping the church, then we're we're equipping them to engage with the gospel message, right? That's right. In fact, we believe that that's the culmination of this strategy, that as we pray for God to pour His Spirit out upon us, that we would be empowered by His Spirit, that we want to explore who's there. We want to know who we are. We want to find good, effective ways to encounter them in personal relationships. But we must be equipped so that we don't stop short of the culmination, and that is to engage with the gospel. You know, Kevin, really, if we stop short of that, everything else is just good deeds. Right. You know, it's just like, well, I know my neighbors. I'm doing some nice things. And I know a few Bible things. If we stop short, we have really not finished the task that we've been given. And that is that we actually come and we engage with the gospel. We kind of put it this way, that we want to see every single one of our churches developing a deep love for God. That's Mm -hmm. so important to have that communion with him, having a genuine and authentic love for one another, making disciples of all nations, because they live right next door to us now, living out the grace of the gospel, meeting those needs, but always making sure that we share the gospel of grace, telling the story that's changed our life. Right. And, and I think that uh, it's obvious that people were hungry, uh, especially that our churches are, when, uh, when after, and I've heard these testimonies of pastors who have uh, went to virtual, uh, they would have uh, start doing their services on Facebook or different uh, methods, and with with and their church would be a small church of twenty to fifty people, and suddenly they have two hundred people watching. Now we're just drawing an assumption, but uh, I, I'm assuming that and hoping that those are people who are lost. They were curious that are searching for hope, and so uh, they it was easy to tune in in a non-threatening situation and, and hungry for that. I think that potentially could tell us something. It really does. Todd Bolsinger wrote a pretty, uh, I think, a a very sentinel book on uh, navigating uncharted territory, Mm -hmm. uncharted future. And in that book, he says, the book's titled Canoeing the Mountains. And in that book, he says that the world in front of you looks nothing like the world behind you. And I think that's so true for our culture today. It's exactly what you've said. We're finding new ways, new creative ways to live out our faith, to engage people with the gospel. And I think that that's what we have to look at and say, you know what? The, the world in front of us 
we're going to have to find those creative ways to do that. Right. Because it doesn't look anything like the world behind us, where the church was the center of our community. Everybody came. It was the thing to do. We've moved beyond that. Mm. Fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at that, right. but we've moved it to the point to where we are now being asked to live as missionaries right here in our own neighborhoods mm. and in our own communities. You know, Kevin, it's really been interesting to see that all of these changes we've gone through this year, they've been significant. I mean, they've probably been some of the the most uh, significant changes and challenges that many of us have ever faced in our right. lifetime. And it's caused a lot of uncertainty. It's caused a lot of doubts, fears, anxiety, anger, you name it, right? We've had a whole host of emotions going right. on, still do. And through all of this, people are they are looking for some kind of answer. They're looking for some resolutions. And by us living out this grace of the gospel, by sharing the gospel of grace, often beyond the walls of our church, small groups, family groups, whatever that might be, we're giving people an open door that they will walk through to find some of the answers to their questions. Now, now share with us, uh, I know you have this available uh, for anyone who is interested. A pastor may want to, to see your, you have a little pamphlet of information. Share how you can get that. Absolutely. That We'd love to, to just talk with anyone that's interested in this, this kind of missional strategy uh, for engaging in our culture today. Uh, they can reach out to uh, me at pyoung at kcab.org, uh, or they could call our, our office. The number there is 865-693-9097. And your website is? www.kcab.org. Great. Well, Phil, thank you for just spending some time during this series and uh, just talk about uh, how a church can uh, have its missional strategy uh, that reaches the, our today's culture. And, and, and this is just some great information. And I appreciate you just taking the time. I, I know you're a very busy guy, so uh, I appreciate you taking the time to be able to talk with us today. Kevin, I'd like to say one thing if I could. Sure. How much we appreciate you and what you do here at Carson Springs. Um, I know I've personally taken advantage of the opportunity many times yeah. uh, to let this be a place to come and, and rest get renewed, be restored, kind of get away from the, the technology and the cell phones for, for a day or two and really be able to open my heart to hear the voice of God. And you create an environment and a culture like that here at Carson Springs. And we appreciate so much what you do and making that available to pastors and shepherds and leaders. I promise you some of the worst decisions I ever made were when I was tired. <laughs> yeah. And to be able to come here and get some rest, uh, hear from God, have my spirit restored, renewed, because you create not only that kind of culture, you create that environment, but you care and you're here to open your heart and listen to someone who just wants to process a little bit or talk and provide a little godly encouragement. So thank you for what you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, and, and, and that's open to any pastor. And I think that's just a good lesson. What's what you said. Pastors need to get away. They need to have the rest and they need to spend uh, retreat from the world for a few days. Uh, no matter what uh, uh, surroundings it might be, if it means uh, going on a backpacking trip, if it means coming to a conference center, uh, someplace uh, secluded. We actually have a pastor this week, and he leaves at 7 in the morning with his fishing rod, and he comes back after dark every day this <laughs> yeah. week. And he he has realized that he needed that time away and to be, able to be on the river and uh, be alone and just uh, doing something that you normally don't do and spend time with, with the Lord uh, really can uh, just renew you and prepare you for what God has for you in the future. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. For those who are listening today, I thank you for, for listening to our podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, I hope that you'll leave a comment or just follow us. If you have any questions for Phil or what we do at TN Baptist Camps, 
please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.